about the best laid plans? Well, that's this podcast because I had fantastic plans. First, I had fantastic plans when we were on vacation and in person with Nate and Emily a couple weeks ago that we were going to knock out an in-person podcast. It was going to be incredible. You guys are going to love it. It was going to be the greatest podcast you've ever heard. And we got on vacation and all us steal like any of our vacation fishing recap. But um, Nate was a little bit sick. We had some crazy, crazy weather with the uh, tropical storm that came through and then an unprecedented west wind. And then we got back and I had charters and it was like, you know what? Just not sure that podcast was going to materialize. So we, we lost a weekend there. And everybody was supposed to be back this week. And then Emily, at the kind of the last minute, I think Friday of last week, had a work trip put on her calendar for recording day. So if you're new to the podcast, I'm Travis Thompson. Emily Thompson is my wife. Nathan Henderson's usually our other co-host. He's been out for several weeks. But we usually record on Tuesday nights. And we like to record late like that in the kind of the recording cycle because then anything that happens in the world, we could be up to speed on. So, you know, if let's say FWC couldn't get their quota permit system fixed or something to that effect, we're up to date on it, up to speed on it. And we can kind of, you know, weigh in, give our opinions, thoughts, commentary, derogatory remarks. Um, that, <laughs> that was kind of in the cards for this week and we were going to record earlier and then, um, I dropped the ball on that, and so I, I, I pinged Nate, and I'm like, hey, Nate, do you want to, can you record on Tuesday night? M's going to be gone. She's got to go out of town for work, and it'll just be me and you. We can do, you know, boys time, recap, uh, kind of just catch up, because like I said, Nate's been, and I'll let him tell this story as well, but Nate's been in a class uh, for work certification for several, I think going back like eight weeks or something now on our recording nights. So um, anyway... <laughs> Nate's like, absolutely, man, I'm in. He was excited. He was ready to be back. He had good stuff to talk about, good stories to tell. And then he texted me back a little while later and said, oh, crap, dude, I forgot it's my birthday and I'll be out. Um, him him, and Special K, official wife, wife of the show, Catherine, uh, we're going to see Top Gun Maverick. So you will have that to look forward to next week. We will get one more Top Gun Maverick discussion because we'll get a recap from Nate on that movie and his thoughts, feelings, and comments about it. But in the meantime, I'm back. I'm here. I'm flying solo once more. I got several little things I want to touch base with you on and just kind of fill you in on what's going on in the world, where we're at on some things. I want to say we missed last week, and I apologize to our good buddy Fletcher Hallett, Hallett Insurance, 904-315-5812. Um, I was talking to Fletcher because we have, we've had some other folks reach out about ads and they're so aware of Hallett Insurance that they actually reach out to Fletcher first now and say, hey, how have those ads performed for you? And I would say Fletcher is pretty thrilled because he's getting guys now that are coming to him like they wrote with him a couple of years ago and now they bought a new boat or a new house or a new whatever and they're coming back to him and reworking their policy again. And anyway, fantastic guy. Fletcher's been with us. He, he texted me. I don't understand the world anymore, guys. He Snapchatted me. Why he couldn't text me this, I don't know. But he Snapchatted me a video of him listening. It was in his memories somewhere on the internet. 
three years to the day from the first ad that we ever did with him. So he's been our, he's been advertising with us for three years, which is pretty substantial. And it's a substantial support to us because, um, we have a good time with this and we, we have a lot of fun with this and we try to do some, some good work with this, but also it ain't free to put this on every week. So, um, we, it doesn't happen without Fletcher. Like we probably would have bailed on this a year ago without Fletcher and Hallett insurance. So if you're looking for insurance, if you haven't revisited your policy in a while, you're buying something, you're selling something, whatever, give Fletcher a call 904-315-5812. You can call, or if you don't want to talk to somebody on the phone, you can text him 904-315-5812, or you can email him F Hallett at HallettInns.com. Double the L's, double the T's Hallett for all your insurance needs. Part of the reason I was talking to Fletcher this week is um, in a couple of weeks, the FWC meetings are going to be back in his neck of the woods. So we were up there, I think last October, they were in St. Augustine and in July of this year, they are in Jacksonville, Butler Boulevard. If you're from the Jacksonville area, you know Butler Boulevard, like it's a, it's a main kind of drag through there. Um, Super, I can't quite put my finger on how they pick where they go. Like I understand some of it, like they try to rotate regions um, and the different commissioners host in different regions, but there's also a regional director that hosts in those particular regions. But like in the history of my attending FWC meetings, I know they've had them in Orlando. I know they've had them in Lakeland. I know they've had them in other places before, but it really seems like we stick pretty coastal, um, I say that last one was in Gainesville, so maybe that's not true. Anyway, I just can't. I've been to two in Gainesville and none in Lakeland or Orlando in that time, which is just kind of odd to me. It's just odd. So I know they try to do one every year near at or near Tallahassee, but I think COVID fouled that up some. And I also think COVID just kind of fouled all the schedule up some. So I, I give quite a bit of grace on that. It's just odd to be going back to basically the – for a Central Florida guy, Jacksonville and St. Augustine are the same. I know they're not. I hear the St. John's County guys right now, like, screaming at the radio. Um, but, frankly, y'all need to settle down because it's all the same to us. Anyway, that's coming up July 13th, 14th. I glanced at the agenda today, and I'll give you just a couple of quick hit thoughts. One, I'm excited to see them do a little more hunting discussion. Um, I think think some of this community's pressure on the agency may have triggered some more discussion on hunting topics at the commission meetings because it felt like we went years without that. So I'm excited to see some of that. I forget the particular ones off the top of my head that we're discussing at the July commission meeting, but I'm not talking like the hunting rules package. I'm talking like specific hunting topics. Um, So I'm happy to see that, but the ones that are kind of in going to be the hot topics are uh, final rule for redfish and one on Goliath grouper aggregations. Um, there's, there was a lot of pushback on that when they opened Goliath groupers last year uh, or earlier this year. So uh, crappie regulations will be discussed. Wild turkey reporting will be discussed. Uh, the youth hunting programs. That's that's the hunting topic they'll be on there. And then um, as always, there will be the rodeo that is public item, public comment for items not on the agenda. A um, couple of things that are kind of making the rounds this week that we're keeping our eye on is one, we saw if you're on the internet, you have seen the video of two FWC officers 
One is on board a vessel underway making way. The other is in a patrol vessel behind that boat and comes up behind it. Um, the officer in the forward vessel tries to move from the forward vessel by timing the jump into the rear vessel um, and misses, falls in the water, and it's captured on everyone's cell phone. Um, man, I don't understand the logic on that one, but it, I, it's a little bit of like the time we live in now too, though, because everyone on that boat had a cell phone recording what they were about to do. Um, but also like, why would you do that with everyone recording it on a cell phone? Uh, it just doesn't, even if you pulled it off, I, I would think you're going to get a talking to you. And maybe I'm missing a reason that you would do that maneuver. Maybe the seas made that a reason you would do it, but it would feel like a guy falling in. I mean, I've taken a captain's class a couple of times. I don't recall any reason why that is safer than stopping both boats and moving from one to the other. So that was kind of disappointing to see. And it was like a something I'm sure they'll talk to the officers about, but it, it's also a little bit of a, um, a uh, credibility deal with the agency. You know, they fight tooth and nail on all the topics that we talk about all the time. So when you have that kind of video going around, it's like, dang it, man. It's like you, you, you whiffed on something. And I, I don't know those officers, but I've not met a officer out there in the state of Florida that I thought was a jerk, that I thought was a bad officer, that I thought didn't care about our resources and want to do a good job. Um, it just was poor judgment maybe in that instance. So we'll see kind of what the public outcry on that is in the next few days. Um, that came out recently. The other thing the agency kind of had a rough week on, I joked about it a minute ago, was the uh, the quota permits. I guess the application period closed and then phase two was supposed to open. And usually you know what you got in phase one before state phase two opens and no one knows what they got in phase one. And I have less sympathy for that as a guy that used to work in IT, although I do understand there's always IT glitches, but man, that sure feels like something that somebody should have got tested or quantified or something beforehand. I know there was a major snafu back with the alligator quota, quota permits. I know they had problems when they rolled out the new website app last year. Um, it just seems like kind of treading water, thrashing a little bit, like not, not good. Um, and I would guess hopefully behind the scenes, someone is having some talkings to with other folks saying, look, we can't keep doing it this way. Um, this is, this is just not acceptable. So it's frustrating. Uh, we love our, our state wildlife agency, but also, um, man, it's just, it's a little bit like you get dinged for all this stuff. And then you have a situation where you, you kind of play into, I'll say the quote unquote ineptness, not my word, but that's kind of like uh, something out there in the water supply. It just kind of feeds into it and it's frustrating and it's frustrating um, as a stakeholder and fan of the agency. Like, I don't know how to, I don't know how to defend the quota permit application not working at this point in the process. Like that's just, uh, I don't know what to do with that. Um, that's two things for FWC. Oh, I have one more kind of tangentially related to FWC and I'll probably get myself and this won't be the first time I've said this, but I'll get myself in a little bit of trouble here, but we're also watching, there's been an uptick in black bear stuff, um, around the state, but particularly we're watching the incident. I think it's in Jupiter, um, uh, Palm beach sheriff's office actually killed a bear. An officer killed a bear 
And if you read their posts, so I, I have no inside information. I haven't done a public records request yet or anything else. I will. But if you read the post, it looks like some, it looks like a homeowner saw a bear through her window and got scared and called the police. And the police came out and I, I'm not exactly clear on if an FWC officer came out or if he stayed when he got out or she stayed when she got out or kind of how that went down. But Palm Beach Sheriff's Office was there. The bear was in a tree, treed. Um, there's some kind of story out there about whether a trapper was on the way with a tranquilizer to dart the bear and then they were going to relocate it. But um, the bear kept trying to get out of the tree and then in the Palm Beach Sheriff's Office accounting of this story, it was something to the effect of, I'm paraphrasing, I don't have it in front of me, something to the effect of the bear got out of the tree and had nowhere to go. So we were worried public safety wise and shot the bear. Um, that's not a super good look, guys. Like Palm Beach Sheriff's Office, that's not a super good look. I will say it looks like FWC has pushed back a little bit on that account as though um, as though uh, they were – it looked a little bit like Palm Beach Sheriff's Office was going to point at the agency. The agency usually, usually plays really nice with others, but this was one where I felt like they kind of stood firm on their ground um, around the story because the agency kind of released a statement that said it is our policy to – let the bear get down from the tree and go on his way. He got up there. He can go away from there. Like that's, that's kind of common sense to everyone in the, con the, the conservation space. Like if we're going to build houses and, and stuff where these wild animals live, there's going to be interactions with them. You don't just get to kill them because they get in the tree in your front yard. Like that's, that's kind of, um, I don't know, man, I'm, I'm not, I'm, you guys know me. I'm a pro hunting, pro conservation, pro uh, North American model guy. I really don't like the way development is interacting with wildlife in our state and kind of the precedences that is being set around development in this state with regards to homeowners as stakeholders and the way wildlife is managed within all of those guardrails. Um, I'm not going to go way down that song and dance today, but I'm just telling you, I've got like a lot of trepidation about that. Um, so those are my big, those are kind of my things that touch on FWC this week. I'm going to hit you with a couple of more things. You will see um, if you're not following all Florida on social media, like why not all Florida, all FLA org is their Instagram is our Instagram handle and our uh, Facebook handle all FLA.org. If you want to join, um, we've had a lot of folks join in the last week and we are shipping stuff as fast as we can. I promise we actually ran out of the first round of shirts for the, uh, the member shirts, like at certain membership levels, you get like a fishing shirt. We actually ran out of those last week. So we've got some more coming. Um, and then we have the Bree Drake design, the, uh, we call it the ghost orchid. It's like this really cool, I, I don't, I've never seen another shirt like it. I would say maybe it's a little bit like a Howler Brothers style shirt, but it's got um, ghost orchids and cypress trees and spoonbills and palmettos on it, all integrated. Um, and Brie, if you're familiar with Brie Drake's art, um, she did a fantastic job on that. And she's already got our next one done. I'm not going to spoil that one, but um, 
it is connected to a topic we've already discussed in this episode. So really excited to see that one released. You can you can buy that stuff. You can go to allfla.org and then click the shop button. It takes you to our little shop. Um, just be patient with me. I'm I'm a one man wrecking crew right now. Me and and Will, formerly of the Two Minute Will, we package shirts and ship them out and and try to get things turned around as quick as we can. Um, but there's also, you know, the overhead and everything of, of getting shirts ordered and quantities and guessing. And like, we didn't know if we'd have 20 members or 50 members or a hundred members. And, um, thank you guys all who have joined so far and we're continuing to grow and we're excited about that. And we're going to keep advocating for you, um, and for the wild stuff in our state, like we have done for a long time, but we're going to continue to do it. And we're going to dial it up even further. While I've got your ears, um, this is releasing, this episode is releasing actually on June 22nd. And tonight, if you are near Central Florida, Delta Waterfowl is going to be having a meeting at Grove Roots Brewing Company, which is where we've had both of our live shows. So I'll be there this evening. Um, I'm going to drag Will along with me, kicking and screaming. So if you guys want to hang out with us, meet Stacy Whittem, the new regional director for Florida and Georgia. Hey, congrats, Stace. We can talk about that now. Um, and we're going to be talking about the Central Florida Delta Waterfowl Banquet. But really excited to see Delta picking up some steam. They've gotten very serious about Florida. They have been big allies of ours for a long time. Um, their policy work in our state, their advocacy work in our state. And now they have a regional director down here. So they're doing fundraising in our state, spinning up chapters. Um, for a long time, we've been kind of frustrated with waterfowl organizations and advocacy in, in Florida. And I really think Delta is filling that void and doing already an incredible job of it. So um, make sure to check that out. You can join at Delta Waterfowl, Delta, I think it's deltawaterfowl.org. Um, Google it. It's 2022. If you don't know how to find a thing like that, message me and I'll help you find it. But come on, you should be able to find that. Um, or you can message Stacy If you know Stacy. Stacy ran our live show the last the last one we did. Uh, she's been a friend of the show for ages heard steve were our very first patreons that we ever had and they have been just loyal supporters of ours for years and years and years very dear friends of ours and um stacy now works for delta waterfowl so you can reach out to her if you want to get more involved in a real conservation waterfowl advocacy group in the state of florida the other thing that's kind of more localized but i'm gonna talk about it because we could use your help as the podcast community in kind of pushing and talking about this thing is there is a um in my county of Polk, there is a millage, um, a millage rate, a 0.2 mills. I don't know how you say that tax increase for lack of a better word. Sorry, Republicans. I know everyone hates this word, but we're looking to put a 0.2 mill uh, tax on all homes in Polk County. And it will raise, I don't remember the number. It's ridiculous. $300 million or something for the acquisition of lands uh, for Polk County over the next 20 years. And that's pretty significant. Polk County has some amazing um, public lands already in it. I've been assured by everyone on the committees, everyone at the county, that hunting will be included in the in the plan. Recreation will be included in the plan. So um, I'm hopeful on that. I, I'm not naive to what has happened kind of in the past on those issues. But that is going to be on the ballot this November. The languages should be finalized in the next couple of weeks. So um, that's just a thing that as you guys kind of see that unfold, you can follow Polk Forever on Instagram or the Polk Forever uh, Facebook page. Um, we're advocating for that because we, we do want wild lands. You know, I'm, I'm always torn on this conversation because I think, you know, sometimes particularly 
real conservation looks. So when you talk about real conservation, I'm talking conservation at large, hunting, fishing, advocacy, like looking at the the proper management of a resource versus keeping a resource from being used. I think sometimes, uh, particularly in the state of Florida, hunting and fishing have carried the weight in the past and now they're starting to lose some momentum on on or maybe lose a foothold on this topic and i i I, i'm trusting that this one's going to be a good one i'm advocating for this one to be a good one i'm on the committee i'm working with polk forever i'm a fan of what they're trying to do um or we're trying to do watch your pronouns there travis you're on the team so um just if you guys could help us with this kind of as it moves forward, we're going to need to spread word of mouth on it. We're going to need to advocate for it. We're going to need to push for it to make sure it gets passed. And then uh, to make sure that, that those funds get used in the proper way and that everyone is afforded some level of, of access and opportunity on, on those properties. They're not just, you know, isolated away. So um, that is pretty much everything I've got on my plate at the moment. Um, iCast is rapidly approaching, um, looking forward to iCast this year. We're going to have a couple of different folks join us through the cast and blast world. And, uh, I won't spoiler that yet until I'm sure everything's confirmed, but, um, looking forward to iCast this year, we are going to have our aquatic plant management, uh, technical advisory group that same week as iCast. And we'll be looking at Lake Apopka. So if you remember last time we were on Lake Okeechobee, this time we're going to be on Lake Apopka. Looking forward to that. Um, and then as I mentioned before, we've got the Delta waterfowl expo in little rock, Arkansas later in the month. And then today, super exciting, um, hunt 41 released their trailer for, uh, and I don't know if we've ever talked about this on the podcast, but hunt 41 released their trailer for their Florida episode, which, um, a whole bunch of podcast folks were able to be involved in when they came and filmed with us in January. So, um, myself, Matt Pierce is there telling his story, sharing his heritage, as he likes to say, Harry Huff, Tyler Pike, who helped put it all together, AJ Stevens, Cody Gamble, Matt Pennington, um, just scads of names you guys would know from our community should be featured in that video. So um, it's going to be, we're looking forward to seeing that come out, looking forward to the final product. And hopefully we did the state of Florida proud and and that'll be um, a big deal. And hopefully you'll be proud of us both as, as sportsmen, but also as conservationists and, and kind of the way we represented our state. So uh, anyway, that trailer kind of dropped today and they said the next episode would come out in August. So we're hopeful we'll see Florida next. I think that is everything I've got for you guys. Um, I promise, I promise, I promise I'll have someone with me next week. I, a lot of folks reached out and were like, hey, I'll volunteer to host. I'll volunteer to host. I'll volunteer to host. Um, but I had already recorded this one at the time. So, uh, But next week we will have uh, hopefully Nate back and Emily back and we can have the gang back together and yell at each other and pick at each other. And it'll be all back to normal for at least a couple of weeks. So thank you guys for listening. Thank you for all your support. Thank you for checking out All Florida and uh, connecting with us there. And y'all stay woke. Go!